You're listening to episode 20 of the Aligned Action Podcast. And today, in this last episode of the four-part series on business foundations, we are talking about knowing your ideal client. As a beginner business owner, there is no concept that confused me more or made me more frustrated. And in this episode, I'm spilling all the secrets that I have learned since. You're listening to the Aligned Action Podcast, the show that helps baffled beginners and even experienced entrepreneurs set intentions, attract ideal clients, and make meaning and money using real-life examples, an interactive teaching style, and in-episode experiences. I'm your host, Chantel, an educator-turned-web designer and aligned business mentor at Clear Quartz Creative. Together, we'll get past your playing small patterns and transform your all-over-the-place ideas into exciting possibilities so you can get the clarity you want, have the alignment you need, and embody the steps to grow your business your way. So take a deep breath, settle in with intention, and let's get into today's episode. I distinctly remember being a new business owner and reading advice about writing a customer profile or a client avatar or a target client I would be so frustrated. I would express loudly to anyone who would listen how ridiculous I felt this concept was. Like, I'm just supposed to figure out what my ideal client orders at Starbucks and boom, I'll have a successful business. It made no sense to me. The whole exercise felt overrated and I was convinced that the results would underdeliver. I never had an ideal client for Compose Yoga and I never became successful in that business either. Now that I know what I know now, the two were related. It wasn't until I was about eight months into having Clear Quartz Creative as my main business that I started noticing common patterns between the people who hired me. I started to pay attention. Who do I actually enjoy working with? Who do I not enjoy working with? Finally, I could see a typical client starting to form. I noticed that I often worked with artists, makers, people in the wellness industry. That's who was attracted to me. And then I realized that every time I worked with someone who had a larger team, like a salon owner or a small firm of some sort, I really didn't enjoy communicating with them. The projects did not go as well. I started seeing that certain types of clients were micromanagers and other clients were not very enthusiastic about their projects even if they liked the results. And that wasn't as much fun for me. Without realizing it, I was starting to compile an actual ideal client profile. And now looking back, I so wish that the concept had been explained to me this way, because at the time, I truly thought I was supposed to create this person out of thin air. And honestly, I had no buy-in for the whole ideal client exercise, so I just didn't bother. I bet you're the same. You've either avoided this altogether, or you've started and you've given up, or maybe you've completed a profile that's so general that it feels completely useless. Or you've already joined the Aligned Action Workshop and you've got a profile that you love, that you add to all the time, and that you use to make your business better. I like to describe an ideal client as a composite of everyone that you've enjoyed working with in the past and everyone that you want to work with in the future. It's really a roadmap to the kind of person that you want to spend your time with. When you work for yourself, choosing your clients is a lot like choosing your coworkers. Here are three things that I wish every business owner understood about ideal client profiles. Number one, your ideal client profile is not fixed. You get to change it anytime you want. You're in charge. 
As you work with clients, you are going to continue making it more and more specific over time. Say that you are a social media manager and you work with someone from Singapore. She's 35, she's a solo entrepreneur, she is a socially conscious business, and all of that fits your profile. And maybe she is someone who donates 10% of her profits to a cause. You might decide, oh, that really fits with me, that is in line with the type of person that I want to work with, I really like that, that added depth to the work that I appreciated. You might want to add that detail to your ideal client profile. And then say you're the same social media manager, but you work with a bunch of people from the United Kingdom. The whole time you're like, oh, this time difference, I really hate it. I don't want to work with clients from this time zone difference anymore. So then you take off United Kingdom from your list. As you get more information, you add things to the list, you take things away from the list. The goal overall is that you get closer and closer to the kinds of people that you'd like to work with and you spend less and less time working with the people that you don't. My recommendation is to take a minute to pause every time you finish working with a client. These few minutes are so important and they go by so quickly. You start to create almost like a pros and cons list. One side shows who is a good fit. The other side shows who isn't a good fit. Compare each client to your profile and add the details that you like as well as the details that you didn't like and continue making your profile more complete. By paying attention and investing this time, by paying attention and investing this time and being intentional upfront, you save yourself a lot of aggravation and then you start attracting less client situations that you don't want. Which brings me to point number two. I am telling you the honest truth here. You are going to have clients that you don't really like, regardless of how good your profile is. It becomes your job to figure out why. Why are these people not ideal? Why didn't I enjoy this process of working with them? What can I learn from that so that I don't attract the same kind of person again? There are two big reasons why I quit my full-time permanent teaching job with benefits back in 2017. One was that my values didn't align with my administration or my school board or the education system in general. And the second reason is that I was not spending my day with my, air quotes here, ideal clients. Here's the backstory. When I was a high school student, I was heavily involved in the band program. I spent most of my time in a music bubble. And because I participated so heavily in that, that dictated some of my other course choices. And then as I practiced and I improved, I spent more and more time in more elite ensembles and I moved closer towards that world of being surrounded with people who were more self-motivated than the average, more focused, more into a growth mindset, more interested in technical, artistic performance, all of the nuances. And by the time I was 16, I was playing in university ensembles already, playing in provincial honor bands and in national youth bands. And at each level, the types of people that I spent the most time with got even more focused. They say that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And I only really spent time with other young musicians. We lived, breathed, ate classical and jazz music. We were total nerds. We went to the symphony on weekends. We volunteered with elementary music programs. We handed out programs at community choir concerts. We were singularly focused. We were obsessed in musical performance. And this only continued as I went to university for music. There, I was surrounded by people who practiced four hours a day, who, who spent the evenings attending recitals. 
I spent so much time with people like this that I forgot that none of us were really the average high school music student. We cared more about the subject. We were more invested. We stayed quiet during rehearsals. We took notes. We put in our practice time. We didn't want to let down our bandmates or our conductors. This kind of person was who I was spending time with, and that became my version of an ideal client, the type of person I wanted to surround myself with. When I started teaching music in elementary and middle schools, this was not the norm. My ideal client was nowhere to be found there. I often taught in small rural high schools, and my students were great kids, but they largely did not care about being great musicians. My class was just another class that they took. Instruments got left at home or they got damaged. They didn't practice. I could have tried to change this. And of course I did. That was my job. But the amount of energy that I would have had to expend to change the culture by even 10% probably would have led me to burnout. I wanted to work with people who were self-motivated, who were interested in music for music's sake, who thought it was important to continually improve. And I picked the wrong job for it. I set myself up for huge disappointment by imagining that somehow I would recreate that high school university experience and spend time with this type of people and then taking this type of job, which was not a fit. So I had to do the thought task of realizing what don't I like about the people I'm working with and really examine who I wanted to attract into my life. I had to refine my ideal client and then make the changes that would start to make that happen for me. If I had been totally dedicated to finding this ideal client and keeping the job that I had, I would have probably had to teach in a large city, maybe an art stream school or a magnet school to access that kind of student population. Or I had to create my own work situation where I could choose who I spent my days with, where I could work with people who are passionate about their subject area, who are naturally motivated, who are inspired to constantly improve. Enter entrepreneurship and cue working with business owners like you. It's the same for you and your business. If something is off with the types of people that you're spending time with, it massively impacts your happiness. And it's up to you to figure that out, to adjust your ideal client profile and make moves towards it. The end result is that you will have less of the types of clients that you don't enjoy working with over time. Number three that I wish everyone knew, your ideal client profile affects your marketing. It affects your marketing a lot. It affects where you're going to put your marketing dollars and your marketing time because the specific type of person that you're targeting in your ideal client profile, maybe they're on one platform, but they're not over on another platform, or they're open to one kind of advertising, but not another kind. That's why it's important to write out your ideal client profile first before deciding on your marketing avenues so that you can kind of make an educated guess instead of an unfounded guess. Hopefully you'll get at least a few pieces right so that your first marketing efforts aren't all for nothing. And then once you get started marketing and you're beginning to attract clients, you can compare your ideal client profile to who you're currently attracting. And in that way, you can measure the effectiveness of your marketing. You can figure out, is this even working? How close am I? Am I actually attracting the kind of people that I want to attract? Imagine that you're a nutritionist. You work with clients online so you can work with clients from anywhere. And you start your marketing and the only people that you attract are from Australia, kind of randomly. You can be like, oh, that's weird. That's not in my ideal client profile. That's not who I set out to work with. But you get to decide. Do you like this new development? 
even if it happened by accident? Or do you not like that? It will help you figure out if you need to change something about your marketing. And now the best part, how knowing your ideal client helps you sell out your services. The reason you're listening to this. The better that you know your ideal client, the better you know how to help them. You're the expert on what they need. So you create and you alter your offers and your services to fit that need. Pretend for a moment that you're a wedding planner. You learn over time that your couples all run late on their wedding day when it comes to the photo taking time. Say this causes them stress, especially like it's right before dinner, they're not enjoying their big day as much, it's a problem. Maybe because you know this about your couples, you respond. You hire an extra person on your crew and they're super organized. They're excellent at guiding and leading people through great communication. They act as a liaison between the photographer and the couple, the family, the bridal party. They help improve communication and this reduces the amount of time spent on photos. So it fixes the issue. Your couples aren't late anymore. It improves their mood. They are more satisfied with you because they're grateful for how you've planned ahead to help them enjoy their day and still get the photos that they want. They give you better reviews. They recommend you to more people. All because your service, your offer has improved and you've done it to help them. And it's all because you've gotten more detailed in this profile of your clients. You've noticed a pattern and you've decided to make a change. You're also able to highlight this new feature when you're speaking with potential clients. It's a selling feature. It sets you apart from other wedding planners. You show that you're anticipating their needs and you can prove that your clients are happier as a result. In this way, improving your service benefits your clients as well as you and your business. All this just from writing an ideal client profile and keeping it up to date with your insights as you work with clients. It is so worth it to be intentional about this part of your process. This one piece of knowledge would have revolutionized my first business and it would have given me a way better chance of succeeding. It's that important. And now that's probably why it's one of my favorite things to teach on and work on with my one-on-one clients. Because asking the right questions and helping my clients get introspective about who they do and don't like to work with is legitimately one of my favorite parts of my job. Often clients think that they've dug deep enough and they're happy with the amount of detail that they've got. You know, they've worked through it on their own. But then we get on Zoom and we get 10 times more detailed. I get to watch their confidence blossom. I watch them get more excited and lit up by the idea of working with these people and it all starts to come to life for them. The moment that it dawns on my clients that this can be their everyday reality, it is magic. Here's how you can get started with this. Write down every detail you know about the people you want to work with and the people you don't want to work with. The more detail you have, the more this impacts your business. If selling out your services is one of your goals, I can help you get very detailed inside the Aligned Action Workshop and also as a one-on-one client. Then keep adding to the list as you have more information working with clients. It is a living document. I like to consult mine all the time when I'm preparing my marketing and I add to it after each client experience. I recommend that you do the same. The more that you know your ideal client, the more confident you'll feel in serving them through your offers, the more your client experience will improve. One detail at a time, you can spend your days working with the people who light you up and the best time to start is right now. Thank you for listening to the Aligned Action Podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take the first step to turn your ideas and insights into income. 
For one-on-one -on -one guidance and done-for-you solutions, visit clearquartzcreative.co to see how we can work together. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Each review helps me to help more entrepreneurs like you dig deeper and get crystal clear. Until next week, remember, you're a gem. Every intention you set and every action you take is an expression of being the brilliant business owner you already are.